Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show, The Big Show, the 3BY podcast. And today we have kind of a, well, I don't want to say special edition. We have kind of a fun edition, I think. <laughs> I think it'll be fun. It's mostly going to be her talking because news break, she's a woman, and I'm not. <laughs> this show is for the ladies, although men are more than welcome to listen, and you might learn something if you do. I hope you will, in fact. I hope you will, yes, because... Uh, um, one of the things we've noticed, and by the way, if you hear a noise in the background, we are doing our usual, we're driving, it's a Sunday afternoon, we're driving actually on the most dangerous, uh, one of the most dangerous parts of a North Missouri's road system right at this moment, a curve where there's an accident a week, it seems like. But anyway, pressing right along, welcome to the show. We're uh, going to be talking about something that... Uh, well, it's something that we both discuss quite a bit because it's something that is very much a part of the 3BY project, and that is being inclusive to both men and women. Being inclusive full stop with women being a big part of that because they're underserved in a lot of the prepping community. Right. And I, one thing I, I do find this interesting is because we, we get um, analytics for our websites. We know pretty much... You know which groups of people are reading, and our, our site or listening to our podcast. And I was shocked at the split of men to women because I know, like on forums that I go to, it's ninety percent men, and I expected somewhere nearly in that range for men to women. When I but when I first looked at our analytics, I was absolutely shocked. It's not quite even up, but it's darn close to being fifty-fifty. It's actually fifty-four uh, forty-six men and women reading our website. So that tells us that uh, you're out there, and that's great. That uh, you'll find that some of in, in some of our early podcasts, we sound like we're aiming it mostly at a male audience. And that's because we started with the assumption that it would be similar to what we'd seen on other forums and stuff we've been to. When I am at those kinds of places, I don't feel quite as rare as a woman at a gaming convention. Or sometimes I wonder if there's been another woman in the room. But I definitely felt Jeez, we're, we're, we're making in a strong minority. We, we got the, <laughs> I got to break in here. We got this really weird little game we play is when we cross railroad tracks. Running over trains. Running over trains. We love running over trains. And we just got a double, one going each way. <laughs> and since these trains, this is the main line of one of the main railroads in America, they come whipping through here at 60, 70 miles an hour. So you don't catch all that many of them. Yes, and he was engaging me in a silent celebration while I was trying to form love, a thought. And it I got love a little, running over trains. Got a little stilted. When they're, when they're moving, it doesn't really count if they're just sitting there under the... Trains running over you, not so much. No. Anyway, pressing right back to the point. Sorry. Okay. So we were aiming the early podcast, assuming we had a mostly male audience, until we started seeing some of those analytics. And, and I, I think and hope that a lot of the difference in shift is because we do intentionally include topics... And write in a way that it's not supposed to be strictly for a male audience. That's right. And, and we're not, what you're not going to see on our podcast or on our site either is sexism. You, that's just not something you're going to see. We, we just, we abhor it. We think it's a terrible thing. 
we have uh, gone out of our way. Now, we're not PC. We're, we're very far from PC. <laughs> we're just as far from PC as you can get. But we also don't think that a, a, a person's gender is relative to or relevant to the discussion as far as, you know, worth and stuff like that. It's not. It, we're equal. So we just make sure that we address things equally. However, we do realize that all people are different and the genders are different. They're different but equal. And each gender has their own challenges. And so that's part of what this podcast is about. A few of which are biological, a lot of which are cultural, but they're there in either case. So we've got to deal and, with them. And you could tell this pretty easily between um, the things that are consistent through all cultures. You know, the biological ones, the, the, the way we're wired, is pretty much in every culture there is. But the culture ones are really evident when you look at cultures where one gender or the other is extremely dominant. And that's, that's learned. And we're not going to go into which cultures are which because that's outside the, the point and, you know, that has nothing to do with what we're talking about because we're, we're talking about our culture here. Basically, this is even though we're we're read in throughout the world. Actually, it's surprising some of the places that people are listening to and reading our our stuff. Predominantly, it's the United States and Canada and Australia, and they have a very similar culture. So, you know, our, by far our number one reading and listening group is America, and then that's followed by Canada, and then Australia is a, a strong third, and then pretty much it drops off to all over the planet, including Micronesia yesterday. We had a Micronesian person reading, which is interesting, isn't it? Yes, uh, their challenges are different than mine. Yes, I really... Not so much the ice storms, a lot more of the hurricanes. And the volcanoes. And and the the, volcanoes. So anyway, long story short, what brought this to mind is I was looking back for a picture to, that I took of an elephant, to a graphic, to go along with a, our story, which will have been published by the time this is published. This, this became being published uh, first, if you're listening to this. This is being recorded to the, the day it is being published. So probably you're going to listen to this, you know, a week or two in the future. I, looked for, I found a good picture of an elephant right next to it, because these were pictures I took in a zoo. I found, found a picture of a really absolutely self-satisfied silverback gorilla. He was sitting there like he is the king of his world. And of course, this is a gorilla in a zoo. So he may have been the king of his world, the the greatest of all he surveys in his own mind. (laughs) I mean, he is the silverback, but he's the silverback in a little enclosure in a zoo in a country far away from where he really should be. Now, we're not opposed to zoos. We, in fact, like them. We like their mission and the fact that they're saving many animals from extinction. Having said that, I find it the smugness on his face, and that's the graphic that goes with this podcast and story, is just, it's amazing because there he is. He is the silverback. And you want to explain what a silverback actually is for people who may not know? He's the dominant gorilla 
actually all the dominant male gorillas in a group are silverbacks. The one who are ones who are middle-aged to late middle-aged, really, and they are have abundant testosterone. When when you climb in the gorilla hierarchy, you actually start releasing more testosterone. So there are middle-aged gorillas that are actually aren't silverbacks because they're not dominant in their troop. So they don't get the extra testosterone. They don't get the silvered hair along their spine. They don't get the extra mass. They don't get the extra aggression. So silverbacks are the uh, testosterone-enriched dominant males of the group. And and the males in gorillas are dominant over everybody. Trust me on that. Silverbacks can get real aggressive. We have seen (laughs) aggression displays that, frankly... You know, Spice doesn't scream like a little girl and run away very often. <laughs> but there was one at the Atlanta Zoo. Or was it was it Atlanta? No, it wasn't Atlanta. It was uh, uh, Omaha. It was Omaha. That he came, there's a, a, somebody staring at him, which is non-gorilla. You don't do that with a silverback. Somebody was staring at him behind a window. It was a, a male, adult male human. And the silverback was looking at him and got mad. Because he thought took that it was as a challenge. challenge, and he came over, and in I, I can't explain how fast that gorilla moved because he just basically leaped the hundred foot to the window in just almost instantaneously, and slammed into this big, huge, reinforced plate glass window and shattered Plexi- it. Plexiglass. Well, no, it wasn't plexiglass. It was that, 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 uh, oh, yeah, safety glass. Safety glass, that stuff that you can't really break through. And this is inch-thick stuff. There's two layers of it. He came in, and he absolutely smashed that mirror, that glass, shattered it. And, of course, it didn't fall apart, but, you know. And then he just kind of kind of stepped back and gave you that gorilla grin and kind of <laughs> yeah. walked off. And, 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 and the thing about this is I had a zoom lens, and I was zooming in on the gorilla trying to get at the expression on his face when he stood up, pounded his chest, and started the charge. And the guy who had challenged him was right next to me. So from my point of view, this guy was up close and personal through the zoom lens, and he was coming directly at me, and he was pounding the glass directly in front of me. I actually did get the shot, but I was running a full speed backward and apparently exclaiming at the same time. Yeah. I didn't recognize that part. She I was, was all about like a get away, get the shot, and I didn't have enough brain space for anything else. But you know what else was going on there? There was a full family of other gorillas sitting by, kind of watching him going, well, there he goes again. Yeah. So even though he had, this is a gorilla, and even though he has that much aggression and testosterone, these other gorillas were able to deal with it. Why? Because they're gorillas too. <laughs> you know, you can't have a human interacting with an ma- aggressive male gorilla because, you know, the gr- gorilla gets a little mad and he just flicks you on the side of your head and it crushes your skull because we're not gorillas. But these other pe- beings in there with the male gorilla are gorillas. So that's part of, you know, part of it. We're going to use gorillas as our example. Okay, we're not saying people are gorillas because people are not gorillas. People don't have the same culture. People don't, there's, you know, it's, but they are a similar enough to us to use them as an example without being, 
you know, offensive to anybody. <laughs> yeah, we're not gorillas. We're not descended from gorillas. Even if you believe in evolution and all that stuff like that, we are not descended from a gorilla. So, anyway. So, the reason this seems to relate very well to me is, at least from my perspective, coming into prepping and starting to learn about prepping, it struck me as an incredibly testosterone-enriched uh, kind of community when I first got into it. A little bit less so now, but still, it's a very testosterone-enriched community with um, a lot of one-upmanship and a lot of I know better about this than you do and a lot of survival of the fittest, surviving against all odds. Um, I could survive with a two matches and a pocket knife in a trek over the Alps kind of mentality. And there is, everybody has to admit, there's a lot of that in the, at least in the online community. It really is. And it's ridiculous. And at least here at 3BY, that's really not the groove we're going for. (laughs) Although, if you got stuck in the Alps with two matches and a pocket knife, we certainly hope for you to survive. And we certainly think that some of the skills you may have picked up that we've help try and get across may help you survive that's really not what our groove is about it's what our that... groove is about is to to teach you that if you get into that situation you should be carrying a satellite phone so you can call <laughs> and get somebody to get you out of there that's what the 3by project is being prepared with real world stuff to get you out of the jam you're in now get aggressive yeah. if you're stuck there because the power went out yeah blah 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 but Pressing right along. We're not about, this isn't an episode about... We're about uh, thriving as well as possible in whatever circumstances life throws at you, and sometimes they will be bad circumstances. And that's not just about nitty-gritty, I'm going to stay alive, because, you know, there are things you want to stay alive for. And having a good life and having your family have a good life are part of those things. So, So that's part of what's it about. Let's talk about how uh, people who are not silverbacks and women are, you know, they, women can I have be met some female yeah. silverbacks. Yeah, they're, but I they know are, some female silverbacks, but they're much more rare. Yeah, they are a, a minority among females. So let's talk about people, not necessarily women, but a lot of women may fall into this, who are not silverbacks and how do you deal yeah. with it? I am, for example, not a silverback. I consider myself a strong-willed, not easily intimidated woman. If you're a thousand-pound gorilla, okay, you can intimidate me. But I'm not easily intimidated. I'm not scared of a whole lot of things. Sorry. I don't mind being polite to people, but if I feel a need not to get run over, I have no problem expressing myself. So I'm not weak, but I am by no means a silverback because I'm just not interested in that kind of display. And when uh, Salty brought up this topic to me, one word came shining into my mind, and I'm pretty sure that most women on the planet are familiar with the concept, if not the word. Let me introduce you to the term, if you haven't heard it yet, mansplaining. 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 (laughs) What is mansplaining? For the women who've just had your blood pressure go up 10 points, take a deep breath, it's all right, we're not going to mansplain to you. Uh, Mansplaining is when a woman knows perfectly well what she's doing, 
and some guy decides he's going to step in and explain it all to her because she is the poor weak woman and not as wise in these things as the man. So maybe doesn't need maybe she didn't need any help at all and she was doing just fine. Maybe she likes to do things a different way than the guy saw she was doing things. Uh, maybe she actually did want a question answered, but is not an idiot and didn't need to be mansplained to. But mansplaining is doing an explanation which is often not required and certainly more pompous than is required by talking down at somebody from a position of great experience and wisdom when you basically have no reason to assume you're in that position other than I'm the man and she is the woman and therefore I must explain all things to her. You want to know why a whole lot of women don't like to shoot? Because they don't want to get mansplained to when they're learning. Because you do need things explained to you, but you don't want to be treated like that. And sometimes, and I'm sure a lot of men don't even realize they're doing this. I have learned not to mansplain. I have been trained uh, properly. <laughs> but a lot of men, it, it, it's something that... We just don't realize we're doing, and once we realize we're doing it, uh, a lot of men, well, a lot of guys just don't care. They'll keep doing it because they're just idiots. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just, <laughs> but a lot won't. A lot won't. A lot won't. Oh, oh okay. You know, and uh, and uh, many times when a guy figures out that a woman is actually pretty capable, he'll quit doing it too, and that, that's all for the good. That's one of the reasons why I was hoping guys would listen to this too. I see. Because I think a lot of that is not intentional, but it's always offensive. And it's always counterproductive to what is the guy's trying to get done, other than perhaps if he's doing it to feel good about himself. Maybe it's working for that. I don't know. I don't care. Well, this is one of the things. If you listen to our Girls With Guns podcast or read any of our Girls With Guns articles, this is one of the things that we were very much uh, talking about. With uh, if you have a if you are a woman or you have a female family member or friend in your life that you want to become a uh, proficient with firearms, but they're hesitant. One of the tools that we were giving out was, okay, part of that may be, and we didn't use the term, but this is what we're talking about. Part of that may be she just doesn't want to be mansplained by you or if you're the woman, you don't want to be mansplained to. That's just annoying. So part one of one of our tools that we gave is fine, have her be taught by another woman or by a professional instructor who knows how to teach and not mansplain. Because a lot of teachers don't mansplain; they're teachers. They know what they're doing. They've been trained to do this. So you know, it, it, it takes away any relationship. Or familial, like you're my sister, you're my daughter, you're my whatever, you're my mom. Positions of power. That, it gets all that, that out yeah. of the way. So that it's just the student, the instructor, the subject matter. That's that. And it's amazing how much that will take away a lot of the pressure behind. And we're using learning to shoot as an example, but there could be other things. Um, 
There's lots of other things. Lots yes. of other things. Like, uh, for example, a person may want to be interested in, like, ham radio. It's a good example. Yeah. But, you know, they a, don't want to go to, because uh, I don't know if you know ham guys. They're mostly guys. Mostly guys. And there's a lot of mansplaining goes on in ham radio. Yeah. Amateur radio. There's a lot of those. those they guys. also try and mansplain to each other a lot, I notice. Yeah. There's, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's kind of dominant instructive of silverbacks. <laughs> They're very much... Jostling for... <laughs> for silverback... Tribe recognition. Yes. Yes. And not that I'm against it. In fact, I'm, I'm in the process of learning how to... Uh, but one of the guys who's helping him learn is a professional college instructor who teaches in largely male-dominated fields, but has learned how to teach women effectively. So he's right. not a mansplainer. You don't actually stay a college professor if you are a mansplainer. You can in some fields, actually. I've met guys. I've been there. I've been in those college classes. Yeah, it happens. Okay, yeah. I, but can, not name by the I can name you a name. I know a name. <laughs> I know a name, but I'm not naming it. Yeah. Let's, I, know who, I even know who you're talking We'll just about. call him the incredible inverted pair man and leave it at that. We don't the need pear to. Man. <laughs> we don't need to uh, call out anybody by their uh, given names here. Yeah, he's probably still alive, so I shouldn't say, we shouldn't say anything. But. I don't know. My diet and exercise habits were a lot better than his, so there we go. <laughs> <laughs> he was a PE guy. Yeah, a, a football coach. We'll, we'll give you that. He was a football coach, right? Okay. And uh, he was a mansplaining. And this is a football coach who is a college professor, a doctor even. But his job was being the, te- the, the university's football coach. But he had to teach a couple of classes because it was a smaller university. And basically, it was all of his football guys taking the class and a few other people, including a couple of women. And yeah, it was a PE class, and most of us outran him. So, <laughs> even I outran him, and I run like an arthritic turtle. Yeah, I will outbike a lot of people, but you have many, many athletic skills. But running is <laughs> not—I mean, you can run. You can, for run. example, backwards when being chased by a gorilla. <laughs> But uh, it's not a choice that you make. Yeah. So, anyway. All right. So, what's a woman to do if she needs to get information and the people who know it tend to do that to you? Well, when I was thinking about how to put this, I was thinking about uh, sometimes when it's time to go feed the horses, you really want to get the horses fed. And sometimes you just got to walk through some horse poop to get there. And first thing is, it's not about you. It's about a desire to feel superior on the part of the person doing the mansplaining. Because I've never been mansplained to by somebody who didn't want to feel they were superior to me. I've never seen it done by anybody who didn't want to gain a position of superiority. So it's, yeah, whatever. Sometimes realizing that it's not at all about you and it is about a character flaw on their part, frankly, makes it a little easier to deal with, at least in my experience. Because I've had to do that. I do some things that are not traditionally feminine, and uh, that's where you tend to run into the problem most. Okay. That's part of it. So we go, we're going to check the list. You know us. We do our lists. I do my lists, but I kind of remember what's next on the list, which is good, because it would take me a while to unlock this thing. Um, 
Yeah, we got the. I've got the the, the app on my phone that, that keeps it from being used while we're well, while I'm driving because I'm not saying that I have a tendency to, to do stuff on my phone. I don't text or anything like that. Let, but let I, me put it this way: He has the wisdom to lock his phone so he is not tempted to fiddle with it while he's driving. Yes. <laughs> We can put that in the The one thing I've trained myself about it is do not click the I'm not driving app because that's lying and you don't want to lie. <laughs> there you go. I click his I'm not driving app when he's driving and um, I'm looking at stuff. So um, anyway, I think a lot of the reason that the prepper community started out so strongly masculine is that it is both a cultural and to some extent biological drive in males to protect their family members and that a very admirable trait i might point out to want to protect their family members i i think the feeling that it is just the guy's responsibility is overdone quite a bit i think it's both partners as responsibility but a guy being committed to keeping his family safe i've got nothing but admiration for that basic drive and that's where the uh, prepper community first arose from right now when the prepper the prepper is more of a new word and it's people have probably wondered why we always use prepper almost exclusively instead of survivalist well the term survivalist was something that came first and to me it's a, a word that is much more uh, i want to say uh, reality show <laughs> eh, not not reality show uh, it is me militarized that too yeah, it's much more militant. Yeah. And that's not what we're about. We're about, certainly we're about uh, protecting yourselves. We're, <laughs> we're exceedingly pro-gun. We're about protecting yourself. We're about protecting your family. But that's only a part of, you protect your family not just at the barrel of a gun, but with the food that you grow in your garden. You protect your, your family with the house that you have that's heated even with the power out. You protect your family. You know, this is, it's, a, it's a holistic approach, not just a, I've got my knife, I've got my gun, we're safe approach. Which that survivalism, the word has that more of a connotation. So that's why we do it. And that's also part of why we're a little different. Yeah, it's about thriving. And that's part of where the difference comes in. Because when you heard Salty's examples there, it came through automatically in what he was talking about. Food, warmth. Protection from danger. That tends health. to, yeah, health as well. Health. Health as well. But a lot of guys' interest and vision is so tightly on those areas that they overlook some other aspects of thriving. Uh, it's not just about surviving. It's about um, thriving. You want to care for people as well as protect them. I think uh, a lot of times when guys feel threatened, they get more... Guys are not as naturally cooperative as women, and that is something of a biological difference. They're not naturally as cooperative as women, so when they feel threatened, they're more likely to try and back away from contact where a uh, quid, pro quo, quid pro quo, help each other out kind of attitude and approach comes more easily and naturally a lot of times to women. And that is a strength that women can bring. 
Because I, for one, at least in the kind of community where we live in, I can't imagine holing up in my house and eating my stored preps while my dear neighbor from across the street starves to death. I'm not going to do that. And she is not going to stay in there and be afraid and not want to get involved if she sees somebody breaking into my house. Okay, she's not going to come out with her gun, probably, because probably. she's a nice little old lady. Which depends on which nice little but, lady you're talking yeah. about. Which, which way across the street? Across the, the other street, she's probably coming out with her gun. <laughs> yeah. Because she's depends an, on she's which a little old lady, too, but she's a lot more... Um, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Don't mess with her. Don't mess with her. Yeah. But she's a good person. Don't get me wrong. We have great neighbors, but <laughs> don't mess with her. Yeah. But the thing is, she would be looking out for us. When uh, I couldn't get home one time when I, my, my dog was still alive. She's died of old age since then. Couldn't get home. And uh, Salty was out on a business trip or something, which he was doing a lot at that point in time. Uh, storm something, couldn't get home. She noticed, and she went and made sure my dog was taken care of without me having to ask. So we're looking out for one another and covering each other's shortcomings. People are stronger together than they are apart in many cases, as long as you can trust the people. So i got to tell you a story about the neighbor lady. This is, this is funny. It's a quick story. Um, one day I came home for lunch, and I noticed the dog wasn't in her area in the backyard. We have a fenced-off area, for, or had a fenced-off area for her. Uh, she could be out in the sunshine and didn't have to get cooped up indoors. Um, but the gate was open. I'm like, oh, heck. Somebody's let the dog out. And so I came, uh, got in my car, popped around. I was going to go look around the neighborhood, see if I could see him. And I go down the street, and all of a sudden I see the neighbor lady with our dog on a leash. And so I pulled up and I said, oh, I was just worried that the dog got out. And she said, no, I walk her every day. <laughs> I didn't so buy her to I didn't, some, I had some no years idea ago. the lady was coming over because our dog loved her. Our dog, I mean, she just she didn't like a lot of people. And she loved the, the neighbor lady. But I was like, oh, you do? Okay. So she, yeah, she, I, I told her she'd asked me years ago and i told her it was fine but i didn't know she was actually doing it every day oh i was just going for a walk every day <laughs> every day the dog was out there okay who knew anyway back to the subject it's stronger if you take care of each other okay now and we gotta look at the list that is something that is a the tendency to do that and knowing how to do that uh, we're messing with the phone because the list's on the phone um yep and then sorry yeah, he reached in. That's a strength that uh, women can bring to the conversation. Now, there are multiple ways to approach it, and I'm not going to tell you. Um, some women dealing with the men is not much of a problem other than when you need a little bit of instruction or training in something because a lot of women are taking care of themselves every day, so it's not an issue. If you are in close association with a guy and uh, you are a cooperative project as Salty and I are. There are multiple ways to go about managing the interaction, shall I say, getting it done effectively. 
and different styles work for different people. Uh, Salty and I have no problem. Uh, we just worked it out over the years, and we are... Some things he is more in charge of, and some things I am more in charge of, and we are both comfortable with that in both directions. So To a point. That's, yeah. To a point where I, except for when I slack, I'm a slacker, and I slack. Yeah, She's well, not as comfortable when, I, when I'm supposed to get something done and don't do it, or when, I, when I'm the guy. I'm the, <laughs> I admit it, I'm the one who piles the trash too high instead of putting it in the back and taking it out. That's me. That's my There's There are some things we have not decided are my job, uh, and uh, those, when it's not, when I'm left to take care of it, I'm not so happy about. But the reverse is also true. But as long as everybody has say. a defined role and you, you can agree upon that role, it, it makes things much well, easier. Like, you know, I generally do a lot of the laundry. I don't do all the laundry, but I generally do most of it, probably, or at least, you know. Buying the stuff. Buying he the is stuff. the I, man. Yeah, she hates to shop. I hate to shop. I'm she not good at it. She despises shopping. So I, I just, I do all the shopping. In fact, down to the point of where I buy some of her clothes for her. And that's, you know, most women out there, and I'll be honest with you, most women out there are probably a little bit horrified by that, but it's true. He's got a lot better fashion sense than I do. She's wearing right now, and the shirt that she's wearing right now, and And the the hat hat that she's wearing right now, and her shoes. uh, Yeah, I bought my chose my own socks. There we go. (laughs) Yeah, both of the socks she wore yesterday, I bought. (laughs) Yeah. So she buys her own drawers, though. That's uh, that's where I draw the line. So yeah, see, there's that, and I even set up the glasses that she's wearing to buy. She picked the frame, but. I did everything else. I actually bought them. She picked the frame. So that's his job. But other things that might be masculine jobs in other households, like getting the uh, land management done at the place, that one's my job. That was her job for not because I didn't want to do it. It's just she is much more available. She has days in the week that she's more available during the actual day. I am never available during the day. That and I'm the biologist. So and yeah, we're trying to we're trying to do our place biologically right. So anyway, pressing right along. Yeah, there is another approach, and I'll uh, lay out the quote from the movie there because we love this movie. So it'll Favorite just be movie. something you can keep in mind. You can decide whether it's an approach that suits your household or not. The man is the head of the household, but the woman, she is the neck, and the neck can turn the head any way she wants. Yeah, that's from the big factory. Yeah, big factory <laughs> I love that movie. Not the second one, the first one. It's just, it is one of the best movies. It's, in fact, it's one of those movies that that everybody tells you about, and you're just like, eh. It nah, sounds like does a not boring sound movie. Like, I'm a guy. I, this is a wedding. What? It's hilarious. Yeah. I don't know a single person who's watched it didn't think it was absolutely hilarious. My big fat Greek wedding. So if you haven't seen it, find a way to make that happen. I'm not into manipulative games at all, so no. not my groove, but in some places that works better. It also can help if each person is aware of the other person's strengths and weaknesses and cuts them a little slack. I, mean, I know I'm, there's some things I'm not good at, and Salty's very nice about giving me slack on those things. When he starts to say, buy another gun that I don't think we need that could have happened a time or eight or 12 in our (laughs) that's they get the idea in our married life 
Okay, as long as it's not interfering with what we need to do, as long as it's not a problem. All right. Yes. So, is that our list? It's getting long. We need to wrap up. Yeah, so both partners in any partnership have an important role to play. And there's absolutely no reason women need a man partner to do any of this stuff. So just be aware that it's important it's, it's important for everybody to be prepared and to be an active part of the process. It is unjust to put the whole burden of being prepared for some disasters are certainly likely to come. It's unjust to put the whole weight and burden on one partner. So I'm and, glad you're here. And if you're the silverback no, you're listening to this, if you're the silverback listening to this, and you're self-recognizing yourself as the silverback, and you've taken it all upon yourself, and you maybe even find that, that uh, your partner, spouse, whatever, is not on board with what you're doing, and she's just putting up with it grudgingly, it may not be the prepping that she's grudging about. It, it may, may be... be the mansplaining and the silverbacking and the I'm taking care of this and this is what we're going to do. Or feeling she's like, like she's, she's the minion in right. the partnership. That will uh, erode anybody's interest. And, you know, if she doesn't see the relevance or the importance of what it is, like prepping as why is this important, um, then there's a good chance that she's not, it's not that she never will, it's just that the approach that's being used is not one that works for her. And there are strengths that come with the new perspective. Like the whole, the kid will eat it if the kid is hungry enough, while it may be true, will engender a heck of a lot of miserableness in the meantime. And coming up with some good ideas on how to deal with that in the meantime can bring everybody into a much less stressful place for an already stressful time. Uh, we're going to keep coming back to this subject of um, uh, the reluctant spouse over time because it's something that's really important. But uh, for now, this is we're getting to that length, so we're going to shut her down and tell you have a great day. And uh, we'll Go catch, forth and thrive. We'll catch you the next time.